Now, it's Christmas. So guess what the message is going to be? New Year, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. Of course, it's going to be about Christmas. So let me ask you, and I need you to interact with me on some of these points. When you see this scene, what do we call this? Nativity scene. Usually, when you see this, who do we most often talk about? Jesus. Who else? Ayan na naman, Pilipino. Hindi three kings yun. Magi ang sabi. Magi. Plural. We just think because we have trained that they're three kings. Sino nga yun? Kita nyo na, alam nyo, kahit na wala naman sa Bible yan. Melchior Gaspar Baltasar daw. Wala naman yun sa Bible. They're not there. Right? It's just a plural of magus which is magi. So there were many of them. At least more than one. So Mary, the magi. Who else? Joseph? The shepherd. Who else? Usually, in my experience, of course, the baby Jesus, Mary, the Annunciation to Mary of her virgin birth, the shepherds, the Magi. But some of you said, Joseph, I have not, or it is not often that Joseph is discussed. And that's why I would like to share about him this morning. Are you feeling hot by any chance? Yes. Can we turn on the air conditioning right there? Ako nga, nasa ilaw, nainitan, nakikita ko kayo, papaypay. So I want to be sensitive. Gusto ko gising kayo. There we go. Bossing, pakicheck nga, baka nakamang nakaheat. Siguraduhin lang nakakold. Diba? Alright. Joseph. What is so outstanding about Joseph? Pag sinabi nating Mary, insigida yun. We have, a rec we have a connection right away. When we talk about the shepherds, we immediately have a connection. Right? When we talk about the magi, gold, frankincense, myrrh, we already have a connection. But Joseph, ano ba papil ni Joseph? Joseph, pakapaliwanag mo nga sarili. Malik nga rito. <laughs> Di ba yan si Joseph? West Covina Group, you know Joseph, right? He's there. We call that Joseph, di ba? Joseph! Okay, anyway. Let's see what Joseph has to do with the Christmas story and really come to the point of realization that Joseph's role, his part, is also very important. Alright? If you would please join me in standing up and let's, let's just read some passages of scripture. Matthew 8, 1, verse 18 through 25. Let's all read together. Now,
Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus, our Savior, our Messiah. Fill us all, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Cause us understanding, Lord God. But most important of all, Father, allow us to apply your truths in our lives that we may bring glory and honor to your name. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. For apart from you, I can do nothing. This is our prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Here we have an account, according to Matthew, about the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, many of us know, so I won't belabor the issue. Mary and Joseph had to go back to their birthplace. Why? Because there was a decree, and we're going to look at it in a while. The purpose of the decree was to be able to get a census, to determine how many people there were, to the end of taxation. If I know how many people are there, I know how much taxes I can accumulate. All right? Now, you're supposed to go back to your hometown to register. In the Philippines, when you have to vote, you know, you go back, you register. You go to your barangay. You go there and register. You see if your name is in the roster, which precinct you are, etc., etc. In the time of Joseph and Mary, they were supposed to go back to their hometown to register so that they can be taxed. Alright? Now, many people, and rightly so, focus on Mary having to go back to Bethlehem. Why did I say rightly so? Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 27. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David and the virgin's name was Mary. So why did Mary have to go back to Bethlehem? Why did Mary have to go back to her hometown? Because there was a decree that you must go back to your hometown. And Mary, being of the line of David, had to go back to her town, Bethlehem. Oh, yun naman pala eh. Akala ko ba si Joseph ang pinag-uusapan natin? I thought we were talking about Joseph. But this is about Mary. We all know that Mary had to go back. Right? But, in Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7, and I'm not going to read the whole passage. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. So do we realize and we, we know that Mary had to go back? There was a decree by the then ruling Roman authority, the Roman Empire. Each one must go back to register. We knew about Mary. We just read about Mary. Mary was of the line of David. So Mary had to go back. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Why? Why? Because he was of the house 
and family of David. Was Mary of the line of David? Did Mary have to go back to Bethlehem to register? How about Joseph? Joseph was also of the line of David. You see how God orchestrates these things? Because of our religious background, our first impulse is, well, Mary was of Bethlehem, so she had to go back. We don't discuss Joseph. But Joseph was also of the line of David. And Joseph also had to go back to register for the census. Where did he go back? The city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Mary had to go back. Joseph had to go back. Where? To the city of Bethlehem. The city of David. The city of Bethlehem. No. Hindi ba pwede sa Cubao na lang? There's BIR office closer. No, but the decree... You have to go back to your birthplace. And as God would have it, look at the prophecy in the Old Testament in the book of Micah. But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of of eternity it could not be any other place because it was prophesied in the book of Micah that the Savior will be born in the city of Bethlehem now how could all the inhabitants of the known world during that time how could they be commanded to go to Bethlehem including Joseph and Mary some of you are already planning New Year's. Maybe I'll go to Vegas. Maybe I'll go to Lake Tahoe. Maybe I'll go here, over there, whatever. Nobody can tell you where you want to go. Right? But during the time of Joseph and Mary, a decree was sent out that each man, each woman, go back to your birthplace to register for the census so that you can be taxed. The era or the controlling power during that time were the Romans. Jesus could not have been born at any other time. It could not have been before. It could not have been after. Because after the Roman Empire collapsed, a different empire, the Byzantine Empire, took over. Before the Romans, they didn't care. There was another empire that was in power. So it could only be during the Roman Empire that when the time that Quirinius was emperor of Syria, that the decree went out that you must go back to fulfill the promise, to fulfill the prophecy that God gave His people that out of this little town, you know the song? Oh, little town of Bethlehem, from you, you too little to be of Judah. From you. One. You see the, the one is capital O? 
That's Jesus Christ. He was from long ago. He was the one who was promised. And it could not be any other time. It could not be any other place. Because this was in fulfillment of the promise of God that He would save His people. So let's go back to Matthew 1. Joseph, who had been what? Betrothed. Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. They were engaged. When you have a betrothal, an engagement, during their time and in their culture, they were already married. That's why the Bible tells us Joseph, her husband. There was no official wedding ceremony yet. My son and his fiancée are engaged. They're going to get married on January 5. But in our culture, until you sign on the dotted line, you're not married. Yes? In their culture, once you're engaged, once you are betrothed, you are considered married. The man will go back to his family so that he can be trained how to you know, have a good business, have a good livelihood so he can support his wife and his family. The woman will go back to her family where she will be trained to be a wife, to be a mother, maybe to cook, etc., etc. After 12 months, they will come together for the actual wedding celebration and consummate the marriage through their honeymoon. So here, Mary had been engaged. Therefore, in their culture, she was already considered married to Joseph as Matthew gives us the account that they were already, that Joseph was already her husband. Now, what's the problem? Before they came together, during that 12-month separation for preparation for the marriage or the wedding ceremony, before they came together, she, meaning Mary, was found to be with child. Problema. Problema. In principle, we are married. Kanino yan? Is that a logical question to ask? You were there. I was here. Kanino yan? Before they came together, she was found to be with childs. Nako, ha? Man, if you find your fiancé with pregnant, not your own, what goes through your mind? Ano? Ha? Ano? Iwan. Bilis talaga ni Chris. Christian pa naman ang pangalan mo, kapatid. Di ba? Kanina yan? Ewan. Iwan. <laughs> Di ba? Kanina Di ba? Kanina yan? Di ba? Eh, Mary, wala pang nangyayari. Kanina yan? Ah, Holy Spirit yan. Ano? Ano ka, hilo? Special ka? Palusot ka pa? Buntis ka? Ngayon sasabihin mo, Holy Spirit, Naku naman, I was not born yesterday. Naku ha? 
May nakakuha sa iyo, ha? Tapos ang paliwanag mo, your explanation to me, the Holy Spirit. You, have, you encounter those kinds of rationalizations? The Lord made me do it. God told me to do it. The devil made me do it. Nobody wants to take an ac- account. Now, here, Joseph. Kasal na tayo. Wala pa nangyayari. Naku, ha? You are with child through the Holy Spirit? What am I going to do? Now I have a situation. Now look at how the Bible describes Joseph. Being a righteous man. The Bible describes Joseph as righteous. He is upright before God. He is a God-fearing, God-loving individual. And he is in the situation that his wife, his betrothed, is with child. And the reason is, of all things, the Holy Spirit. Nadampian ng Holy Spirit. Buntis. You're a God-fearing man. Maybe, iwan nga. Is that your right? Yes or no? Yes. It is your right. It is your right. By all means, it is your right. Ano sabi ni what? Michael Jackson? Anong kanta yun? Naalala nyo? Billie Jean? Billie Jean is not my love. Hindi daw kanya eh. The kid is not my son. Oh, di ba? You are within your rights. Hindi tuloy ang kasal. Correct? Hindi tuloy. Hindi akin yan. It's not mine. Something happens, not me. So I am within my rights to dispose, quote-unquote, to dispose of the, 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 the wife and not to proceed with the wedding. And this is exactly what Joseph had in mind. He said, and not wanting to disgrace her. See, Joseph was a righteous man. All you need to do to cancel the wedding is go into the street. I divorced this woman. She is found with child and this child is not mine. I divorce her. I give her a certificate of divorce. Now everyone will know that this woman is disgraced. Nobody, no, no right-minded individual would want to marry this woman because she is with child, not from her husband. But Joseph, being a righteous man, did not want to disgrace her. And in his mind, he said, I will just send her away secretly. You just go your way. I'll just go mine. We'll not talk about it. This happened. So be it. Let's divorce. That is another word of sending her away. You see, even if they were not officially married yet, once you are betrothed, you're considered married. And once, and if you need to get out of it, the only other way is divorce. So he would have to issue a certificate of divorce. But Joseph, being a righteous man, decided to divorce Mary quietly. Para hindi na mapahiya. Para hindi na lumaki. Para hindi na magkaroon ng skandalo. Right? 
Again, was Joseph within his rights? Yes. He was a righteous, God-fearing man, and yet he was within his rights. So he was thinking about doing this. He was contemplating about doing this. To put Mary aside, albeit secretly. So he had considered this. If I go through with the wedding, what will they say of me? When we're walking down the street and they see my wife's belly becoming bigger, what will they say about her? What will they say about me? What will they say about the child that will be born to us down the road? My son Lawrence, he's our eldest. He was born in September of 1982. My wife and I got married in April of 1982. You do the math. Kulang na kulang. Kulang sa bilang, di ba? So, you know, because like Joseph, he had considered this. My son, arithmetic lang yun eh. He comes to my wife and he says, Mom, illegitimate pala ako. That was his question to Lynette. Mom, illegitimate pala ako. Because in his mind, he was conceived without, he was conceived prior to the marriage. April kami kinasal, September siya pinanganak. May, June, July, August, sep- lima. Yeah, May, June, July, August, September. Oh, limang buwan lang. Sobra naman kayong premature. Grabe naman kayo. Ano yung hybrid? Okay. So what's the solution? You know what my wife said? And this is true. Lawrence, your dad and I got married civilly in 1981. In October of 1981, we got married in the courts of Makati. So you are not illegitimate. We just had the church ceremony in September of 1982. In April of... Nakikinig! Praise God for you, Doctora. At least si Doctora Gising. So we got married in April, but we, the ceremony was in April, but we had already gone to court in October of 1981. Therefore, you are not illegitimate. See, Moses, Moses tuloy. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph, layo na nasa Genesis. Joseph considered this. You see, Joseph, may utak din, may kukote din eh. Diba? When we are faced with a situation, we weigh, we consider our options. If I proceed with the wedding, this is what may happen. If I do not proceed, this is what may happen. So he considered this. And rightly, we should also, when we are faced with the situation that God allows to happen in our lives, we weigh things. We use this. God has given us His Word. God has given us His Spirit. But God has also given us this. 
So we must use all and everything that is available to us to come out with the, the most godly decision. Joseph. Sasabihin ko sana, Moses. Joseph considered this. He considered it. He weighed it. Anong sasabihin nila sa akin? Tanga. Naisahan ka. Anong sasabihin nila about Mary? Yan. Kasi maharot ka. Diba? Ang dami. And then, the baby comes out. Oh, yan yung anak ni Kwan. Oh. Tan mo. Tan mo. Hindi ka mukha ng tatay. Tinan mo, layo. Diba? Hindi na. Kapag babalik tayo, hindi rin ka mukha ng nanay. Eh, kanino yan? Ay, baka adapted. Ang dami mong... And Joseph, he considered all of this. And then, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. See, God communicates to us through His Word. God communicates to us through other people. God communicates to us through circumstances. And sometimes, God communicates to us directly through an angel, a messenger. And God gave Moses, God Moses na naman. God sent Joseph an angel. Kasi nakikita ko si Nat, tinata Joseph dito. God sent Joseph an angel. And God, through the angel, told Joseph of what is going on. He said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Does this sound familiar? When the angel appeared to the shepherds, what did the angel say? Do not be afraid. God is telling us, do not be afraid. God with us. God is with us. And if you have a personal relationship with Christ, God is in us. Do not be afraid. But I am a human being. What do you mean I will not be afraid? I have to consider all of these things. What will people say? What will they say about me? What will they say about Mary? What will they say about the child? Do not be afraid. Why? Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Why? For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Joseph already knew this, but he needed confirmation. It's a different story if my wife will tell me this and that. But if someone, an angel from the Lord, will tell me and confirms the child is conceived of the Holy Spirit, I will perhaps listen more because it now validates what a human individual has told me about her condition. The angel further said, she will bear a son. So she is with child of the Holy Spirit and the child is a boy. I don't know. Malayo pa lang. We already know. Pa-ultrasound pa ganito. In our time, the only time that you will know, pagbayad mo na ng bill. Di ba? Hindi mo alam eh. Wala ang mga technology dati. 
Ngayon, four, five months, ay, lalaki po. O babae or whatever. Here, the angel tells him, don't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. Her, her conception is of the Holy Spirit and she will give birth to a son. Lalaki. Yes. What else? He will save his people from their sin. So he will be a boy. His name is Jesus. And he will save his people from their sin. So this son that is born of the Holy Spirit is Messiah. The Savior of the world. He will save his people from their sins. And what does the Bible tell us insofar as our sins are concerned? The wages of sin is death. Therefore, this boy, this one who's conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, this boy who is born, whom you will name Jesus, is born so that he will die. Because only by his death will the sins of mankind be forgiven. She will bear a son. You will name him Jesus. And he will save his people from their sin. This is the only person born so that he could die. Only Jesus Christ. And it had to be by the power of the Holy Spirit. Behold, verse 23, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. So this boy, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was born so that he could save his people from their sins, is the Son of God, for he is God incarnate, God with us. He is not just a human being. He is not just an ordinary boy. He is God, God with us. So it had to be that by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the power of the Holy Spirit alone that this boy would be born to fulfill the prophecy that the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. Not only in Bethlehem, but the child is born of a virgin and the child that is born is a boy, is a son. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He considered all of these things. He weighed his options. And as the angel of the Lord spoke to him, he made the decision. God shared with him the truth about what was going on. But as we have told you repeatedly, truth does not change lives. Only truth applied will change lives. Joseph could have decided, I don't believe it. And God would still have let his plan continue to unfold. Because this was God's plan. But Joseph, being a righteous man, listened to the angel of the Lord. And when he awoke, he decided to obey the angel of the Lord. Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And what did he do? He took Mary as his wife. Tuloy ang kasal. Tuloy ang ceremonias. Bakit? God had already showed me his plan. 
I have made the decision that in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the odds that I will face, in spite of the ridicule that I may face in society, from my friends, from my family, I have chosen to obey God and I'm going to take Mary as my wife. He listened to the Lord and he obeyed the Lord. And he took Mary as his wife. But not only that, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. Not only did Joseph take Mary to be his wife, he inhibited himself from exercising his marital duty to his wife. You see, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3, when God cursed the serpent, God said, the seed of the woman will crush your head, but you will bruise his heel. It did not say the seed of the man. The Bible tells us it is the seed of the woman. Joseph did not have marital relationships with Mary until after Jesus was born. If Joseph had done that, then the seed of man would also be in Mary. But the prophecy, as early as Genesis chapter 3, that it would just be the seed of the woman. Why? Because she conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Joseph did not have sexual relationships with Mary until after Jesus was born. As a matter of fact, in the book of Mark, you will see the other names of the brothers of Jesus, the human brothers of Jesus, by the seed of Adam, the sperm of Adam, and the egg of Eve, because they were natural born after that. So, Joseph took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth, and when the child was born, as prophesied, as confirmed and validated by the angel, they named the boy, the child, Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Other people know about this. And other people during their time knew about this prophecy. But not everyone believed. Not everyone accepted it. How do I know? Look, in Matthew chapter 2, when Herod heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what, the pro this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. The Magi went to King Herod and told King Herod, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east 
And we have come that we might worship Him. What happened? Herod was troubled. Teka. I'm the king. Who is this king of the Jews that you're talking about? This person is a threat to my rule. Not only was Herod troubled, but all Jerusalem was troubled at this news. Why? Oops. Now, who's going to be the king now? Baka maipit tayo sa gera. Who do we side with? Etc. Etc. So many uncertainties. So Herod inquired of his scribes, what's going on? And the scribes knew. The scribes knew of the prophecy and they shared it with Herod. They shared that the king of the Jews will be born in Bethlehem. So what did Herod do? How did Herod react? Very easy. He called for a decree that every male, two years old and below, be slaughtered, be killed. Why? I want to make sure that this so-called king of the Jews does not live. What do we call December 28? Niños Innocentes. The Day of the Innocents. Because these innocent children were butchered by Herod to preserve his kingdom. You see, the same message will come to us, but people will react differently. How would you react if you were in the situation of Joseph? If you were in that situation and you were doing everything that was right and yet this happens to you, will you obey God? Children, your parents are not following God. Will you choose to obey God or to follow their example? Parents, your children are disobedient. Do you choose to be the godly example that you ought to be to them? Or not? Would you be like a Joseph? And obey God despite what's going on? Husbands and wives. I'm not going to pick and choose. When one is not fulfilling his or her role, you can choose to still obey God or you can choose to retaliate. Would you be a Joseph? Perhaps God is calling you to be part of a small group and you're hesitating, you're pondering, you're considering. Will you please listen to God? And be part of a group so that you can, can be discipled and in turn, one of these days, you will disciple somebody else. Perhaps God is calling you to be a leader of a small group. Don't wait. God is with us. And for so long as we do what God has been commanding us to do, we are assured of His presence and we are assured of His presence and His power that through Him, He will see it through fruition. 
would you be a Joseph? Would you ask yourself what God is asking you to do? And will you tell God that you're willing to do it? Perhaps God is asking you to share the story of Christmas to your friend, to your family, to your office mate. Would you be a Joseph? Perhaps God is asking you to believe, to put your faith in the story of Christ. And not only God with us, you can transcend from Christ being just God with us to being God in us. And what you need to do is to obey the message of Christmas. Open your heart and ask Jesus to come in. God, I just don't want you to be God with us. I want you to be God in us. Would you be a Joseph? Would you listen to God? Would you please consider and weigh? But at the end, will you listen to what God is telling you to do? I don't know where you are this morning. But before I close, I would just like to share this video with you. I was at the office and I listened to this on the radio. And we are called to evangelism and discipleship and many times we don't know how. Sometimes we even don't know how to accept Jesus Christ and I will give you that opportunity after I show this video. But I was sitting in my car and listening to this and I said, wow, the person, whoever this person is, really wanted to get the word out about Christmas and this is what he did. This was in 1984. And one, Morgan, about two weeks before Christmas, we came in there in 1984, and this, uh, this tape was at, uh, was at our studio step. And we listened to it. It, just, it was just labeled, From God. We listened to it, and, yeah. and we played it on the air and got immediate, tremendous, amazing reaction to it been playing it every year since. For lack of a title, we've just referred to it as the, uh, the God tape. And you know, my mom asked me last night, she said, is that a true story, Joni? And I said, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely That's true. how it happened. I thought you were funny about that all these years, but it's, no. it's really a true story. All right, so here it is. Those of you who said you want to tape it, uh, we have no control over what you do. Mm -hmm. Go for it. <laughs> It helps you to close your eyes and bow your heads. Just consider and listen to the message this morning. Hi, this is God. Since this is the time of year when you're most inclined to listen to me, or at least think about me a little, I decided to take advantage of the opportunity 
and share a few thoughts with you. I know that sometimes it seems like there's an awful lot wrong with this world. And it's true. There's a lot of room for improvement. A lot. But remember this. There is still far more good than evil in this world. I think in your heart you know that. For every lunatic that makes the headlines, there are two or three million folks just like you who are living good, decent, honest lives. And for every terrible thing that happens, there are a thousand magical little moments of joy and beauty. Don't let the dirty, dusty dregs of subhuman behavior blind you to all the bright goodness that surrounds you every moment of your life. Don't let it eclipse your hope. Don't close your eyes to the heroes living in your midst. In fact, you could be one of them. I think this world is still a wonderful place. One of the best in my universe. I think you are wonderful. Wonderful. Now, the future is in your hands. The course things take from here is entirely up to you. Believe me, you can make a difference. You do. Your life touches so many others. Please, for my sake, for the sake of this lovely planet, but most of all, for your own sake, choose right now to live with a little more gentleness, a little more kindness, and a lot more understanding. It will make a whole world of difference. And remember, if you ever need me, I am always listening. Merry Christmas. And a hopeful new year.
love you. creativity of the man who made this tape. Did you listen to the explanation? This tape was just found at the doorstep of the radio station. They don't know who made it. Up to now, they don't know who made it. But this is what was God. What a way to get the word out there. And since 1984, every Christmas season, they've been playing this tape. Tape pa eh. Cassette tape pa dati yun eh. Now, I found this on the internet. Somebody put graphics on it. But more important is the message. There are a lot of people who are thinking about God and Christmas only during this season. They don't think about God and their own spirituality, their own eternity outside of Christmas and maybe Easter. And there are a lot of them slipping into eternity without the Savior. Have you come to faith in Christ? Have you become a Joseph that you would listen to the message of the angel? And in your hearts of hearts, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For he said, if you believe in me, you will be saved. I'd like to give all of us an opportunity to make sure this morning, before the band comes up and sings more songs as part of our celebration, the most important celebration that could take place today is for just one soul to come to faith in Christ. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, if one soul receives him, there is much rejoicing in heaven over 99 righteous individuals who have no need of salvation. Could you be that one this morning? If you are still in an attitude of prayer, pray something like this, Lord Jesus. I'm so far away from you. I have sinned against you and I need a Savior. Thank you for coming into this world, for taking the form of a human being, for the sole purpose of sacrificing your life for the forgiveness of my sins. This morning, I open the door of my heart and I invite you to come into my life as my Savior and my Lord. I know that through your sacrifice at the cross of Calvary, I have forgiveness, the forgiveness of my sins. Lord God, will you come into my life 
and make me the kind of new Christian you want me to be. If you pray that prayer in faith, Jesus has come to take his place in your heart and you need to grow in that relationship. Join a small group and be discipled to Christ-likeness. If on the other hand, you already have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you're walking this journey alone, will you likewise look for a small group to join? Because by even your, your attendance, you can be a blessing and encouragement to the others in the group. Will you consider this this Christmas season and make your commitments to God, not to Caesar, but to God, and let Him take charge of your life? Father God, we thank you that we can celebrate Christmas. Thank you for the freedoms that we have. Let it be, Lord, that we don't celebrate Christmas only on the 25th of December, but we celebrate Jesus every day of our lives. And we are careful to give back to you, Lord, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Do our King of kings and Lord of lords. And his name is Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.